Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Baba, the conversational podcast with Middle Eastern flair. My name is Nude and my co-host is Shireen. And today we are bringing you Astrology and the Occult Part 2, Tarot and Turkish Coffee. Welcome. Welcome. I love this episode so much already. Actually, genuinely. Incredible. We did... We did like legit work boots on the ground for this episode. Right? I feel like this type of investigative work really suits us, doesn't it? It does. It was like exceptionally fun. Like we were living being on the streets like, oh, we got to we got to do this for the pod. We got to do this for content. Uh, and we were I was I was fully taking notes and I have never taken notes in my life. It's so funny. Like Nude and I were like high off of the Yellow Let's Talk conference, I guess. And we were like, this podcast is it's life. We have to, we got to hit the ground. We need to start collecting information. The conference um, was very good also to everyone who was wondering. <laughs> so to those of you who don't know, Shireen was here last weekend now, right? Oh like she. I know. So Shushu is here the weekend of the 22nd. That'll be like two weekends later when this is released, which is mm -hmm. so upsetting. Time mm -hmm. is passing way too quickly. Um, but Shushu blessed me with her presence and she brought sunny L.A. with her. So if you were like, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful weekend in Toronto. You have Shireen to thank for that. You're welcome, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our, the conference was great. We we loved it. We love the people we met. We're trying to set up some collabs so that you guys can love them too. Honestly, it's going to be so incredible. I was so inspired and I felt so at home. And it was like everywhere you turned, people like looked like you and sounded like you. And it was just it was just really, really cool to be part of the community again and to see how like fucking awesome we are. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was kind of just like, Wow. It's really comfortable. There's comfortable to be around people who have your trauma, the shared trauma vibe. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's true. And then when you hear about how they overcame it, you're just like, oh, I can do that too. I can overcome anything. So mm -hmm. it's very inspiring. Anyway, so high off of that, Nuda and I hit the ground running. We were like, okay, so to remind you all where we left off in part one of this series, um, Nude and I did online stuff, right, in our investigation. So we spoke to a person who specialized in horary astrology, uh, and we love this dude. Shout out to Flame Lamp on Fiverr, still a kid. Flame Lamp. Um, and then also I spoke to a psychic on Instagram who is like totally a scammer and tried to charge me $125 to uh, unblock my chakras and told me if I didn't, all doors would be closed to me forever. Yes, but we also agreed that she doesn't count for our research because yes. she is a scammer and not an occult yes. practitioner. Yes. And so we also had a discussion about the fact that she can't be trusted because I wasn't in front of her and there was no way she could get a read on my energy. Right? I mean, I hear about people being willing to do online stuff, but I feel like there needs to be some kind of energy transfer, either voice or sight. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something. For me personally, mm -hmm. I don't feel people's energies unless I'm in person with them. So I don't know how people would be doing this shit over Instagram. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. So this was over Instagram DMs, and um, unfortunately, she was running in with me, the skeptic, and <laughs> was not a good experience for anybody, but that was what Nude and I had. But since we were together in person, we decided to um, have interactions where we were present in person and doing it, um, you know, not so much together because it was still individual things, but, you know, having the same person uh, do our tarot reading and having Nude's mom do both of our Turkish coffee readings. Another thing that I wanted to measure was kind of how the practitioners who we trust, I want to see how their predictions line up with one another. So kind mm. of are all of these psychics predicting the same kind of thing based on the energy you're giving them? Mm-hmm. Or are we just getting completely different reads? Now, for the purpose of our actual journalistic investigation, we need to like set the parameters, right? You can tell, you can tell I'm getting like really excited about my new role. She she loves it. We were like, ooh, investigation is it's fun. It's so wild. You get to like set your parameters and decide on your like hypothesis and then form a thesis <laughs> out of it. And then you just write and write and write and write about it for hours and it never ends. Yep. So what it's, what what did we like? What were the rules? Okay. So we wanted to see, number one, if there would be a difference between online readings and in-person readings in terms mm-hmm. of how we felt about them and how much we trusted the practitioner. Yes. As well as ease of access. Yes. We also wanted to see if all of the predictions from all of the practitioners would either A, line up with one another, so everyone's kind of making the same predictions, mm-hmm. or B... They may not touch on the same topic, but they may tell you something about yourself that you feel is true Mm -hmm. or that you feel is like straight up. This is coming out of left field. This person's lying. They're just giving me a line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Another parameter is that obviously one of these practitioners is my mom. Yes. So so Shushu, do you want to talk about how we're obviously going to take it with a grain of salt where I'm obviously going to be more biased towards my mom because I've seen her psychic abilities throughout like my entire life. So I tend to just believe whatever she says, which is actually going to lead to a kind of uncomfortable conversation later on in this episode. Okay. I mean, like I'm biased towards your mom though. Yeah, but you're still coming at it from a place of like, I love Nur's mom and I respect Nur's family, but I Mm -hmm. don't necessarily believe in the practice of seeing a future in Turkish coffee dregs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I'll I'll keep us on track for that. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I have a pretty good running record of convincing you. Well, that's okay. So here's the thing, listeners. Please don't expect me to be a solid skeptic. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, is that I want to live in a world where this stuff is true. You know, like actually, genuinely, I want to live in a world. I just don't trust my own intuition. And that sometimes makes it sticky for me to believe that other people have like fully, fully like perfect intuition, you know? Um, But if like magic were real, dude, I would be hyped. I would be so excited. I would be the last person to be like, prove it. I'd be like, oh, it's real. Nice. (laughs) I am so pleased to be the one to tell you, Shireen, that magic is in fact real. And we are in this world. Tight. Anyway. Yes, that's the episode. We're all convinced magic's real. 
Okay, all right. Uh, seven minutes, shortest episode of our lives. Thank you for listening, everyone. This has been no. I want to tell this. I want to tell the story because the story is as interesting to me as the practice. Um, yes. So Nude and I, uh, we actually had something set up, um, and unfortunately, um, the person who was going to read our tarot wasn't able to make it for a lot of different reasons, and so we were left with a very like last minute gap to fill that's right this was actually very difficult and i thought to myself like how hard could it be to find a psychic and nude was like it's gonna be super hard and then she was right um (laughs) because in my mind i was like i was like people go to psychics and nude is like yes why do you think we booked so far in advance and i was like i don't know but um so yeah we called and texted so many people so many at people. least 10 at, at least, least 10. 10 um a lot of people just completely blew us off and that's fine because we were hitting them with a really last minute request um some people tried to charge more than nude and i were able to pay so can i just actually say a number someone tried to charge us 85 dollars per tarot reading now while i respect the value of a person's time my time, like my literal time in my profession is worth $60 an hour at the level I'm at. Yeah. You're not you're not going to fucking tell me that a half hour tarot reading is worth $85. You're not doing more in half an hour sitting with me than I do in an hour of teaching. I'm sorry. You you can't possibly. I'm so sorry if I'm wrong. Like if it takes more than I think it takes, let me know in the comments or leave us a review or message us. But 85 fucking dollars for a half hour reading on what planet? I mean, the point is, is that Nude and I hadn't really budgeted for that much. So we were unable to kind of like go to those people, even if they were willing to accommodate us. Oh, wait, Um, no, hang on. I need to like be clear. It is a matter of principle for me. I didn't want to go to her because of how much she charged. Okay, that's it. Okay. Um, anyway, so we end up in Toronto. It's cold. There's snow on the ground. I'm like, this is disgusting. Um, and then we just <laughs> start. Call- we just start calling people like mad, just like like totally like just willy nilly cold calling as many people as we can. Uh, someone picked up and was like, "Oh, this is her assistant. She's at church." And I was like, "Oh my god, when will she be back? Right? <laughs> can you call her?" No. Um, so some people were already busy, and it's true, it was a Sunday, uh, usually day of rest for people. So a lot of them were closed. A lot of people were only available in the afternoon. Nude and I had a strict morning availability only because I had to fly back to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And we called so many people, we frankly lost track. Uh, and then Nude got a call back. Yep. Uh, and she got a call back, and it was from uh, a man. And he told us uh, that if we could come like within the next 20 minutes, he could accommodate us. And he gave us an excellent price. And Nude and I, we zoomed right over. When he called back, I started to feel excited. And when I picked up, I had that like energy rush of like, oh, this is the thing. Like, oh. this is where to like, I was like, OK, yes, like, yes. Like, like it just felt like, yes. OK, But, like, also keep in mind, we are in a car in the city of Toronto. Like, the assholery that was just parking. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Anywhere near anything. So we end up parking on a side street. And because it's Sunday, it's free because it's 1 p.m. And then we, like, 
rush towards this place only to find that there were like three parking spots in front of the location. Yeah, this was more like Map's fault. So we were lost for a while and Nude and I were running around. We parked in a residential area, you know, trekking through the ice and snow and it was, but we found it eventually. Um, and we like yeah. walk up this uh, very narrow set of stairs into like a very narrow hallway, and and there it is. And we knock, we we knock on the door, and um, the door opens. The, the door opens, and the gentleman behind the door is dressed like a priest. Can I just say he looked absolutely beautiful like awe-inspiringly gorgeous i mean it was a look for sure uh and and so um we came clean and said that we were recording we would be recording a podcast about our experience but was so odd to me and new do you know more about this because you're more um you're more of a participant in in the magic world Mm -hmm. but when he opened the door the first thing i acknowledged was this is a look right the second it thing wasn't was, the first thing I acknowledged. It was the second thing I acknowledged. So I, I was busy being like, okay, this <laughs> is a look, right? Like, mm-hmm. go off, King, right? But like, um, the second thing I acknowledged was, I don't know. I my insides were just like, why do you hate me? But you're you. This is a thing, nude. This is why don't you describe what it is exactly? Because I was coming at it from like a place of not knowing. Uh, and my my brain processed it as, oh my god, why don't you like me? I'm so nice. Like, <laughs> so, so that was not my experience at all. Um, my experience was that this man opened the door. He is a tall individual. He is well built. He is quite handsome. He was dressed very impressively, and he does cut an imposing figure to two very small people in like a narrow hallway outside of a stranger's apartment on a Sunday making last minute calls to people. So, I mean, obviously take this with a grain of salt. If you're a skeptic, you can just be like, oh, he cut an imposing figure and now you're making shit out of it because you want it to be something. I've heard the arguments. I've heard them all. Mm-hmm. I still know what I know. She knows and what here's she knows. what I know. <laughs> when that man opened the door, the first thing I noticed was that I 100% believed that he had psychic abilities. Mm. You're better at reading people than I am. Usually when I meet people, I'm able to access their energy. Like the first thing I do is kind of, it's like a psychic reach out to kind of like touch on the other person. And I make a decision, not immediately, of course, because everybody deserves redemption and first impressions, psychic or otherwise, don't necessarily mean everything. Mm -hmm. But I can always reach out and access the person. There was nothing to access with him. The door was fucking shut. And here's why this struck me so much. It's because I have been trying to develop that wall in myself so that my energy is inaccessible. And I'm having a really hard time doing that. I don't know how to hold that wall there. But this guy greeted us with like a beautifully intact wall, like a psychic wall. Yeah. It was like it was a closed door. Yeah. And I think that's why I read it as dislike because I didn't. I had no knowledge of this existing, but can you tell me, like, why this is something that you would like to develop yourself? So I know that my mom said something, and I know that my brother said something, and I know that you heard them both because we're a pretty, like, spiritual family. Yeah. It's kind of a curse being able to access everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because then you sometimes access things you don't want to access and you see things you don't want to see. Yep. And you know things that you don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Now, my mother calls it a curse. I've always called it a blessing. Okay. And it's fucking hilarious because I've only read like three chapters of Augustine Burroughs' latest book, Toil and Trouble. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a hard time continuing because it's so fucking relatable. Yeah. Because Augustine Burroughs writes that his mother called their psychic gift a curse. And mm. he never thought it was. He believed it was a blessing. And I'm reading this shit. And like the experiences he has, like the little things of like, I just knew something for sure. And then it was true. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. I knew that I had that power as a child. Yeah. And my mom would always just be like, oh, my God, knew it. It's nothing. You're paranoid. Or, oh, knew it. It's nothing. You don't know what you're talking about. Or, oh, mm-hmm. knew it. It's nothing. And it never was nothing. I did know things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But so in terms of that wall, the reason why you would want to be able to close yourself off is so that um, energy draining people. And we actually talk about this in a lot of things. We talk about this in business. We talk about this in psychology. We talk about this in education. Some people are resource draining. Yeah. Emotional vampires. Emotional vampires. Now, imagine that, but amplified with like more intuition or psychic energy or whatever you want to call it for those of us who are sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ew. Okay, yeah. Right? So it's for protection. Exactly. It's a method of protection. I have not been able to develop it. My brother and I talk about it, and he hasn't been able to develop it. Mm-hmm. But but even my brother, who thinks a lot of this is bullshit, and you heard him, right? Like, you guys sat together. You conversed yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw where his line was, and his yeah. line was nowhere near as close to skeptic as I would think. Because when I said, you know how some people can, like, block their energy? He just nodded. He's like, yeah, of course some people can block their energy. It's a way of protecting themselves. And I'm like... Oh, Okay, we yeah. all just have this knowledge inherently inside of us. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are terrifying. But yeah, so because I didn't know about this, and honestly, there's very little like I knew prior coming in, I guess my like, I don't know, untrained mind was like, no, I'm nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see why you would think that. Yeah, right, because I've I'd never heard of that until you and I talked about it after. Anyway, mm-hmm. at that point, came clean about the podcast. Uh, it was good. It was good. We love to be honest uh, here at Don't Tell Baba. And he took a moment. He took, he a, took moment. a moment. I felt a very slight faltering. When he mentioned the podcast. As was his right, though, because you never know. You never know how someone is going to, like, be approaching this in their podcast or in their article. What I mean is that there was, like, a psychic, like, fumble. There was, like, a little bit of leeway in the wall when we said that thing about the podcast. But he very, very quickly regained it, took a second to think about it. And then decided, yeah, okay, that sounds cool. And then started to like kind of lower. And then when we decided which one of us was going in first, the second the door was closed, the wall was down. And I was with like a very, very warm, generous, gentle, inviting presence. But like he didn't give me that until he had decided that I was okay. 
Yes, that I agree with. That was also my experience. So at this point, Nude goes inside and Nude, take it away and I will come in when it was my turn. Tell us about your experience with our terror reader. And also, listeners, we love this guy. So we're not going to be making fun here. We actually had a really, really cool experience with him. His name is Valentino. He has given me permission to share his name on the podcast. Mm -hmm. His name is Valentino, and his business is called Psychic Studio. On Instagram, it's Psychic Period Studio. And the location, if you're interested in visiting him, is 650 Shepherd Street West. And it's actually like a pretty empty area. It's surprising for Toronto. There's a little bit of construction going on. Mm. But where he is, there's like a little plaza in front of the building. Um, So he is somewhat accessible by car. He is also somewhat accessible by TTC. If you are interested in seeing him, I highly recommend him. I thought his pricing was fair and his service was outstanding. Okay. Yeah, we, we were actually, we both agreed after that we're very big fans. Okay, so I'm I'm going to read you my notes from my notepad. What happened is I went in, beautiful room, the sunlight streaming in was gorgeous. There was a table laid out with crystals. There was a large dining room table. Then there was a smaller dining room table further in the corner with a beautiful crystal ball and a really stunning leather bound, I think, white Bible with gold lettering. I sit down, I'm ready, and he pulls out a deck that does not look like a regular tarot deck, but I don't ask questions. I'm just Mm -hmm. ready to receive the information. And Valentino says to me, what kind of information are you seeking? Now, Mm -hmm. one of our parameters that I think I forgot to mention was that we were going to consistently ask the same questions. Yes. So last episode, I asked about money. And Mm -hmm. that led into career with the horary astrology. Mm -hmm. With Valentino, I also asked about career and money. Mm -hmm. And what he did was he pulled out all of the cards in the deck and he put them down in an order that told a story. So it wasn't a situation where like, pick a card and then I'll like answer your question. It was more like, let me tell you the narrative of how your cards play out Mm -hmm. in this moment with this intent. Yes. I didn't write it down in order because, like, the memories rushed to me as I, like, eagerly typed in my phone while Shireen was inside and I was outside in a carved wooden hand chair. Yep. It was so cool. It was very cool. So here's what I wrote. Did I trust him? Yes. I saw in him a talent I have tried and failed to develop. He was closed when he opened the door. I could not access his energy. He did not allow me to access it until he had first explored mine. I felt it happen. Um, I asked about career and finances, and the first card that dropped was that I am a leader. And I remember this because he dropped the card and then kind of like smirked, like the question had already (laughs) been answered. He was like, he's like, yes, you're a leader. Yes, you're going to have money. Can I please remind you all that... Flame Lamp said that I was going to have outstanding wealth. Yes, Flame Lamp did say that. So this guy pretty much did the same thing. The first three cards he dropped, he's like, oh, like your life is blessings upon blessings, blessed with leadership, blessed with talent, blessed with money, blessed, blessed, blessed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sick. <laughs> Nude is like tight. I can't wait, Val. Give me my blessings. Um, so I was told that I was blessed with a strong financial future, family love, love, and guardianship. 
Then he's so it's all blessings, blessings, blessings for like what felt like minutes. And I'm literally sitting there high as a goddamn <laughs> like I'm just so happy. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be a leader in my field. You like. Yep. 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 Having the best time. And then the next card he drops or at one point he drops a card and like looks at me concerned and says, what illness has been plaguing you for the past two years that you are just now starting to recover from? Oof. And I pause and I look at him. I'm like, two. So I pause and I look at him. I'm like, two years? He says, no, much longer, but worse in the last two, like much worse, like to the point where Ooh. it was like bad. Motherfucker, didn't I just get diagnosed bipolar a month ago? Yeah, you did. It's been particularly bad over the past two years, I feel like. It has. In fact, it got so bad that I started to seek out medical practitioners because I was like, if someone doesn't help me, I am actually likely, and I do not say this lightly, and I do not say this jokingly, but if I don't get help soon, I'm running out into traffic. I know. Like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, well, our, our audience doesn't know because I'm quite private about my brokenness. I do not mm -hmm. like to advertise it. I like to pretend that I am a boss, which I am. I am a boss, but I am a mentally ill boss. And it's hard to be a boss while mentally ill. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but he sees this in you. He sees this. He does. And like he put it down and he's like, oh, like what illness are you recovering from? I'm like, uh, bipolar. And like, obviously, I'm not recovering because there's no cure, but I'm in a place of recovery where I feel great, right? Yeah, of course. Which is amazing because I just got medicated. Yes, you did. Um. Anyways, so he says that that's like my great like struggle. Like that's my great struggle was that card that he dropped. Mm -hmm. He sees, and this is where this is where I get pissed off. Okay. He sees three kids in my future. Yeah, this was this is yeah. You made him backtrack to this. I did. I did. So he saw three kids in my future and I kind of nodded curtly and he continued along and I fully intended to go back to the three kids and I will come back to the three kids. Mm -hmm. But he saw three kids in my future. He's not the first psychic to see three kids, by the way. Jeez. Well, I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> no, um, but he sees three kids in my future. No serious illnesses. Death surrounded by loved ones. Like it looked like he was looking at my deathbed and he was like, oh, it's it's freaking great. Everyone is there. You are so loved. Like it is easy. It is your time. You are good. And I'm like, I was kind of hoping for like a tragic flaming out. But like, I guess I'll take the love. Nude is so annoying. Like the day before she was like. Yeah, I want to, like, die sooner. I don't want to be old. So then when Valentino told her I that... I don't! Let, guys, let me tell you, when I cackled, I was like, ha, you are going to die exactly the way I told you you should. And here's what's pissing me off. It's the, it's the prediction I've gotten every time. Now, I know it's the most common prediction because nobody wants to hear from a psychic, you're going to die a tragic death. Like, nobody wants to hear mm -hmm. that ever. But, like, he, he seemed... Like, there were a few points where he seemed more thoroughly convinced, like, the, the vision was clearer to him or the premonition was clearer to him than other things. Mm -hmm. And he seemed pretty fucking sure about me dying old and surrounded by loved ones. God, I say, I, I I say angrily out loud. I was like, ha, suffer, but don't, because you're going to die at your correct time surrounded by loved ones. So, so frustrating. <laughs> 
Okay, here's the next one. And now we get into some territory that's going to be fascinating to talk about. Yes. I apparently have two great soulmates. Hmm. One I have met and one I have yet to meet. He did not specify whether he meant like romantic soulmates. I suspected not, but like he drops the soulmate cards and he's like, oh, you have two soulmates. You already have one of them and the other one you haven't met yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh. And then he kind of like looks up at me and looks at my hand where I obviously wear my wedding ring. And he's like kind of like points in the direction of it to show me that he is aware that my hand is there with a ring on it, but then also asks, like, do you have a partner? Mm -hmm. And I go, yes, I'm married. And he goes, mm -hmm, about like the soulmates card and then drops the next one and says, there's a blocked wall in your marriage. And he said this with certainty, not do you feel like there's a blocked wall in your marriage? He said, there is a blocked wall in your marriage. Yeah. And now this was really interesting because I was waiting for him to be like, oh, you're going to get a divorce in five years. My inner skeptic was waiting for him to be like, you're going to get a divorce in five years and then meet mm -hmm. your second soulmate. And then it's gravy and you have three kids. But that wasn't what he said at all. He said um, that this was interesting and that he he didn't say the partnership would fail, only that it's not perfect. He said that there is a wall. And of course, there's a fucking wall. I'm bipolar and he's been with me for 10 years and I got diagnosed a month ago. Mm hmm. Can we just address what a gigantic fucking wall that is in a relationship? Oh, yeah. Big wall. Yeah. Like, imagine having no idea what version of your partner would wake up in bed next to you. Imagine having no idea if that day was going to be a day where every single thing was a crisis or if it was going to be a day where I was on top of the world and I thought that I could do fucking everything. And then <sighs> you don't know. Like, it was it was. Of course it was hard. And of course it's hard to talk about because it's something that I've just really started recovering from despite many years of therapy. So, yeah, there is a wall in my marriage that we haven't been addressing. Thank you, Valentino. It's the right. illness you saw. Good Lord, the call out. Right, exactly. And he just like he said, you need to identify the wall and address it together. And you may also try meditating together. That's something that might work. Hmm. Now, Mike is not, <sighs> Mike is a quote unquote skeptic, but he's never disagreed with like anything my mom has ever said. So okay. is he a skeptic? We just right. don't know. Yeah. So when I told him like, would you be down to meditate together? He was like, yeah, baby, we listen to sleep stories before bed every night on the call map. Like I'd be down to actually put on like some meditation stuff and you can do whatever the hell you want with crystals. And like, we can sit together quietly. Like, I'm good to do that with you, which mm -hmm. is fucking lovely. And Mike is the best. All of you who met him this past weekend know that already. Mm -hmm. And I don't actually see myself in a partnership with anyone besides Mike. Like, I chose Mike. I know it was Mike. And, like, it's always going to be Mike. So I wonder who this, like, other soulmate is, whether it's romantic or not romantic or, like, what. Like, I have no idea. I mean, the fact is that even if it is romantic, it doesn't mean you pursue it. That's very true. Right? That's very, very true. And that's where the choices get made, right? And Valentino was clear about that. He's like, you choose, like, whether or not to remain in your relationship and work on your relationship. That's not something that the cards, like, decide for you. Mm hmm Which, that's how you know that you're working with a professional. Mm hmm That's how you know that you're working with an ethical practitioner. That's how you know that you're working with somebody who actually 
cares and is providing these services from a place of care. Again, whether or not you believe it, you are paying for a service and you should be receiving a service that is up to the standards and expectations. Being told that you are cursed is not the standard. Unless you're like legit cursed, like you can go into a psychic and be like, I swear to God, I was cursed by a witch yesterday. Can you please help me? Yeah. But that's an that's another episode. Curses and hexes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so after the wall, he said that my chakras are all they're 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 clear. There are no like glaring issues, but that my vibrations are low. Mm-hmm. So he said that he should be feeling more <laughs> fucking hilarious. He said that he should be feeling more vibrations from me, but that they were low because I haven't been spiritual and I haven't been meditating and I've been neglecting that. And then he looked at me like a little, a little judgmentally. But for the past fucking two months, I've been saying I'm going to like lean back into my spirituality. I'm going to lean back into this. I'm going to start practicing again. I'm going to start manifesting again. I'm going to start meditating again. I'm going Mm -hmm. to start doing magic again. And then I just I keep putting it off because I'm like, oh, but here's another project that I can distract myself with. And Valentino just straight up called me out. He's like, your spirituality is low. You haven't been paying attention to it. And I'm like, God, damn it, <laughs> Valentino. Yep. Okay. Then he dropped the card. And I keep, I described this to Shushu so many times. And I feel like my facial expression is at, is an important part of this description. But Valentino drops a card And then he looks up at me like surprised, like the card has surprised him. Mm -hmm. And like he had been talking for a while at this point. He was a very like measured level like person. He was a very soothing presence, but he was surprised and he dropped the card and he's like, oh, you're psychic. Oh, my God. (laughs) When when you told me this, I was like, shut up. So it's just like oh, you're psychic? And I'm like, and he's like, I see here that like your special talent. He's like, I don't think you're psychic like me, but like your psychic talent is people. You just, you read people, you read energies. (laughs) I, I, yeah. Okay. I can't say anything. I have a guardian angel watching over me, which is cool. You do. It's true. And who uh, else said that I have a guardian? Wait, who said you have a guardian? My mother an hour later. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So your guardian angel is the spirit of a deceased loved one, right? You think it's your maternal grandmother? I think it's my maternal grandmother who died before I was born, but she was psychic and she told my mother that she was going to have my brother and I, even though my mother um, didn't have us for a long time after she got married. She waited 17 years and then she had successful pregnancies with myself and my brother. Mm -hmm. That's a whole story. But like, my mom's mom told her long before, she said, it's going to be a very difficult road, but you will come out with two children. One is a girl. One is a boy. I saw them in my sleep. I put eggs to my eyes. They are your children. They exist, but I will never meet them. I will love them, but I will never meet them. Yeah. So your guardian angel is your maternal grandmother. I suspect so. Okay. I suspect so. And I have... (laughs) You know those stories I'm always telling you about, like, meeting men in dark alleys at night and just having the most boss responses and, like, mm-hmm. always getting away? Yeah. And, like, it, I have so many stories where it seems like it's a fucking sitcom and, like, do I really get away that much at the end? Bitch, yes, because grandma. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So May will bring prospects, I think. I put question marks beside that because I don't mm-hmm. quite remember what May okay. was. June will bring dollars. Hmm. So I am like super gung-ho for June, counting down, excited, really thrilled about June's presence. Yes. September will bring, and this was funny too, because while he was trying to describe September, he kept like, he kept like shuffling through invisible papers in his hand. Like there were no mm. papers in his hand, but he kept like shuffling through something while he was trying to describe it. He's like, September's going to bring like, mm, like paperwork, a contract, like something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it, it's bringing you money, but like you're really happy about it in September. Okay. You're signing papers. We love and it. I'm like, okay, I don't like that it's September because that makes me feel like it's school related papers. And uh-huh. you're... Your girl does not want to be dealing with school-related papers unless she's going back to school. Mm, unless I don't know. September that brings paperwork. Nude, nude, that wouldn't bring you money, girl. Going back to school would rip money away from you. Okay, okay. I went to a school today to teach, and the kids there were amazing. I had the most amazing time today. I hung out mm-hmm. with so many cool young people. Just Honestly, some supply days are freaking blessings. You just get mm-hmm. to hang out with the best humans. Yeah. Um, shit, what was I saying about the school? Oh, yeah. I went to the school today and I saw a teacher there at the assembly because there was an assembly, of course. Mm-hmm. And I see a teacher there who comes up to me and she's like, do you not recognize me? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I really don't. And she's like, we did an LTO together at the same time, which is like a long term occasional contract, usually mm-hmm. for a period of three months to a semester. Yeah. But either way, she had another LTO at this school. And I was like, I got to admit, fresh faced makeup is like beautiful. I slept 10 hours the night before. I made clay. I recorded a podcast. I spoke at a conference. I was really feeling myself today. Yeah, okay. And this teacher kind of looks at me and I'm like, how is the LTO? And she's like, I hate it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And then she's like, are you planning on applying for anything? I'm like, fuck no. She's like, don't. Don't do it. It's awful. Oh, dear. Well, okay. Like, girl, we feel vic- like we feel villainized. We feel alienated. We feel really shitty about being teachers in Ontario. And I honestly feel like those of us who are younger and fresher and probably should be encouraged to remain in the profession are mm-hmm. very quickly kind of throwing our hands up and being like, nope, nope, you showed me your true colors fucking early on. There's too many red flags and I'm not doing this. Okay. But you are going to have the opportunity to sign something in September hopefully not for a school can you all remind me that I said that in September thank you okay I will tell you when you text me and say oh my god they're offering me a job I'm gonna be like no hold up (laughs) but 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 Valentino does say it's something you'd be very happy about so we just don't know okay we don't okay now this is great when we saw Mm -hmm. Valentino it was Sunday Mm-hmm. On Saturday, we spoke at a conference. Did I mention that yet this episode? <laughs> yes, you most certainly did. Okay, so I messed up on stage. I mm-hmm. flipped my index cards around. I asked for a moment. Shireen made it into a bit. We apo- I apologized for making a mistake, said that it was normal. Shushu said it was on brand. Everybody <laughs> laughed. And then after that, I like eased up and got into it. But because mm-hmm. I am me... Yep. I spent Saturday evening, all day Sunday, and half of Monday just 
so fucking salty that I fucked up. Nude, no, it made it, perfectionism is such a problem in our culture, you know, like, we're solid proof that it's not necessary. I know, I know, but shushu, pre-medication, this would have been like a write-off of at least a month and a half of my life. Yeah. But now it was only three days, and when we saw Valentino, I was still feeling like a little bit of my like bruised ego. I could feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said... Oh, your self-esteem has been, like, really low lately. Oh, my God. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it has. He's like, oh, but don't worry. The next 14 days are, like, really good for your self-esteem. Proceed to have, like, the following days be, like, an increase in our listeners and, like, an increase in our social media and, like, beautiful messages of love and support and community and closeness. And today I was just, like, really fucking feeling myself. And I thought, Valentino, god damn it, you got it. <laughs> so, yeah, my self-esteem has been improving. Thank That's you. That's been on the up and up. It has been on the up and up. I just hope it doesn't go too far. You know how big my ego gets. Yeah. So he re- he he mentioned that I need to meditate like repeatedly. And I do want to clarify for what will be clear in the future. I do go to therapy. Like I, I do attend therapy. I don't go every week anymore. I only go every week when I'm in like a like a bad place or if I need to address a mm-hmm. series of things. Yeah. But like I've been in therapy for 10 years now. Right. I started going to therapy when I was 17 And then it was like on and off for many, many years. And now I'm on meds and I feel like I already did much of the work of processing. And now I'm doing like the chemical healing and I can actually use the things that I learned in therapy. But he was very specific about meditation. And I talked about this before where I want to go back to meditating, where I want to go back to that root, right? Mm hmm. And I know that some of our listeners will say you can just pray five times a day because that's what my mother said. It's just not something that fits in my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I would rather show my appreciation to the universe, God, energies, the great spirit, Mother Earth, whatever it is, whatever that energy is that I feel. I feel like meditation has been the most effective way for me to connect with it. Yeah. So he kept saying that I should like meditate and I I want to meditate. He recommended chakra meditations, but didn't mention a specific one. He's like, your vibrations are low. Like just focus on chakra meditations and crystals. And I think really what it is, is that I need to spend time in silence because Mm -hmm. I'm always listening to music or a show or a podcast or students or my, like I'm always consuming content. Mm -hmm. And frankly, it's very fright. It has become over the past two years, it has become frightening for me not to be listening to content. Okay. Does that you, make sense? Yes, but but you are being told that you need time for that self-reflection and silence. Precisely, which is an important thing to know. He recommended tapping into my own spirituality more often and with greater intent to increase my vibrations, which will automatically improve my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. He said that I retreat from loved ones. Well, threw that one out casually. Mm-hmm. And this was my absolute favorite card. I have never done anything conventionally, and I have taken flack because of it. But it will also be what leads to my great success. Thank you. This is true. This this is very true about you. Yeah, I mean, like it sounds like you had an amazing experience. So, are you done actually? So I can, so I can. Yeah, that was all of my notes. So, so nude comes out. And she says, I am 
shook. And I say, <laughs> and I say, I love that for you. <laughs> and it honestly feels like no time has passed at all. Honestly, I was like, I don't know, counting Don't Tell Baba stickers out there. I mean, like, she'll be out any second now. Anyway, and then it's my turn and I go in. I guess because I'm not like nude where I'm not able to kind of like read energy, I suppose I was a little nervous. And when I'm nervous, um, I talk. So uh, I, I walk in, like nude says, it's a very nice space, like very clean, very bright, you know, like a space that I was totally into. And I noticed that on the ceilings, there were like these pastel clouds painted. And I said, wow, I like your ceilings. And he said, thank you. And I'm already like, oh my God, Shireen, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) So Nude had informed Valentino beforehand that she was a believer and I was a skeptic. Uh, and, And I don't think that that influenced the way he handled me in any way. But I will say that I'm a fan of him because he answered all of my ridiculous questions with great kindness and patience you know like there was no stupid questions is what I'm saying and I really appreciated that because I am very curious you know so I sit down at the same uh, table that Nude sat down at also spot the bible and was like wow and there's a lot of Christian imagery around here and I don't think too much into it and just so that all of you are aware I did not go into it with my mind set on not believing what I was hearing because that's unfair and I have to be open, right? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. So I, I, I went in being like, like, you're walking in as a believer, you know? Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we sit down and, and like Nude said, she asked about money again. And so I asked about love because that's what we asked um, Flame Lamp about. And he pulls out cards and, you know, he... <laughs> There are some things he had no business knowing. And I was still trying to process this uh, and like how I feel about that. But he told me that uh, I started on something big five months ago. And I don't really want to discuss on this podcast what exactly it is. A um, project. A project. So I, it's true. And I quickly did the math in my head. And I was like, September, fuck fuck but like i'm trying to keep a poker face and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then he's like oh it'll come to fruition in march and i was like fuck <laughs> that is what nude said exactly and i was like holy shit like goodbye and actually at this point i interrupted him and i was like am i like allowed to tell you what it is i've been working on and he's like sure uh, and so i tell him about the project and he's like yeah like checks out whatever right yeah Um, sounds right that's probably it yeah anyway so as for love he sees success in july um he told me that i'll have three soulmates in my life and Hmm. he he then pulled cards for marriage motherhood and peacefulness and and that was fine for me i wasn't like and he pulled those cards in succession which is very interesting to me um he pulled cards that show that i'm deeply kind and generous again this is one of those things where i was like well no one's gonna deny that but again i was being very open-minded and it's not not true so (laughs) then he asked me about the repetitive thoughts that i have anxiety about before i sleep I (laughs) i was like now excuse me sir and he's like what are they about and i was like about my project failing Oh my god. Um and he basically was like 
those thoughts are like you're just pointlessly torturing yourself just what so you did- know <sighs> which is what Noor told me and I was like oh my god ew anyway so <laughs> he told me that I have two spirit guides and I did interrupt him I tried to interrupt him as little as possible but also shout out to Valentino for like never getting irritated you know and I interrupted him and I'm like does everybody have spirit guides just because I was curious? And he said, no. He's like, your friend, for example, is being guarded by a deceased loved one. So I did know that about nude, like while I was in there. And so I, my two spirit guides are Seraphim and they are, so I did, did some Googling so that I can tell you guys a little bit about it. Um, They're the highest order of angels in the heavenly hierarchy. Okay. So this is like, very like these are like the top ones okay so uh the website that i'm looking at which is sunnyray.org uh says that they imbue the entire universe with divine healing powers they embody love light and divine fire as well as harmony and perfection yeah they the purpose of these angels is to bring into our life the miracle of love because love is the greatest miracle of all Um, and they protect the essence of love and they experience divine love as eternal and unconditional energy. And I was like, cool. (laughs) My second spirit guide is a cherub. And these are the second choir of angels. So they're the second group of angels and they embody the wisdom of God. So, um, yes, I have both of these. They embody intense qualities of wisdom, justice, truth, and mercy. Which is uh, very on brand for me. (laughs) Very. I also feel like now is a good time to mention that he wasn't using a regular tarot deck. No, so, okay, right. So he wasn't using a regular tarot deck. And at the end of my reading, I asked him about this. And I told him, these don't look like... And again, the incredible patience this man had. Like, fucking his life. I'm like out here asking the most ridiculous questions. But like... And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so used to the tarot cards that have like, uh, like, for example, death and like justice, whatever, not justice. What am I? And the hangman and the, the hermit priestess, and whatever, the murderer right? and the dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, no, these are angel cards. And he actually showed me his his other deck. And he's like, you're talking about these. And I said, yeah, like, I just, you know, I've never seen the cards that you're using before. And he told me that angel cards kind of access a higher vibrational energy i guess um hopefully i'm remembering that correctly but also that normal tarot cards can sometimes invite unwanted negativity into our life and i was like in the same way that a weed yes he did actually use that exact example and i was like okay cool so you know fine makes sense and so my two spirit guides then uh are like angel adjacent uh, or straight up angels uh they seem relatively on brand for me so i was like cool love that for myself (laughs) And so um, that was pretty interesting for me to hear. So then he told me that my chakras are imbalanced. And I was like, okay, now, sir. (laughs) um, (laughs) Were you like just bracing yourself? Did you become like, (sighs) what's the word when animals put their hackles up? I don't know. You know, I just was kind of like, 
mm, okay. And he told me they're imbalanced. And he told me that my throat chakra is imbalanced. And that he also told me that my sacral chakra is imbalanced. And this one I had to Google. So it's the second chakra and it's associated with the emotional body, sensuality, and creativity. Okay. Yes. So they're imbalanced. And unlike fucking the psychic on Instagram, he told me that all it really does is that it makes it difficult for me just to like walk, like the doors are open. The process of me getting through them is harder. And I think, Nude, I've complained to you actually quite a lot that I feel like everything is a struggle for me and I work really, 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 really Mm -hmm. hard all the time. Yep. So one of the symptoms, do you want me to read the symptoms of blockage according to a random image I found on Google Images? Okay, but not blockage. I'm only imbalanced. Only imbalanced. But in case someone is blocked, here are the things. Constipation, urinary problems, back pain, gynecological cysts, irregular menstruation, infertility and impotency, depression, fear and insecurity, Jealousy. Well, I don't have that one. Low self-esteem, isolation and detachment from society and addictive behavior. Is my fucking sacral chakra blocked? No, because he told you it isn't. So here's also something else for everybody to know is that Valentino never really brought actual um, medical stuff into into things. And this actually truly would have pulled me out of it because I am a scientist, okay? And I do have to draw the line somewhere in that none of this is a replacement for actual healthcare. If you are experiencing any of those symptoms, for the love of God, go to a doctor, okay? Yes. Um, but he he didn't bring up any of that. So no, right? But um, But if we're talking about the emotional part, if we're just talking about like the emotional, spiritual part of it, fine, yep. imbalanced, right? Uh, I have complained to Nude about this before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, checks out. I guess I do complain about those things to Nude. And then he's like, okay, well, you're like going to Los Angeles like tonight. And I was like, yeah, like bummer. I don't know. It was, I was like, yeah, it was a bummer, right? Yeah, it's such a bummer. And then he's like, he usually charges for this, but he did a free chakra balancing for me. Now, you told me this, and I wanted to know whether or not you had told him the story of last week's adventure. But he offered you the free reading just because, or the free uh, clearing, just because he felt he had to, right? Yes. He's like, I want to do this. And uh, I'm not one to turn things down. So I said, yeah, sure. So he moves me to another chair, and I'm sitting in front of a very big bowl, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it looks like a bowl that's maybe made out of like some kind of crystal or like rock. Um, And he hands me this huge like crystal and it's super heavy and I'm sitting here holding it and he's like, you can put it on your lap. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have one brain cell. (laughs) And so before he starts, I'm like, hey, can I tell you something? Like I had this experience with a psychic on Instagram. Like, nice, and, and I straight up, I'm like, you know, I got told that I have a generational curse, that all doors are going to be closed to me. And he was just like, that's bullshit. Like people like that give us a really bad name. And um, he told me that he would like never tell someone like, oh, if you don't give me $700, your life is going to end. He's like, that's total BS. And he found it incredibly disrespectful. I figure in the same way that I find it disrespectful when like, you know, sometimes you'll be like, get a stem cell infusion to be younger. And as a scientist, I'm like, okay, no, right? Because like you see this shit in places like in big cities, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
I like look at the stem cell infused cream. I'm like, no. So I I understood that like, oh my God, these people give us a bad name. Like now stem cells have a bad name because of this yep. shit, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing. And I fully understood he was very much against it. And I was like, thank you. Um, he asked me my religion and I said Muslim. He did not react uh, in any way. So I guess that's fine. He just said, okay. Um, then he told me to close my eyes and I'm still holding this big crystal. It had been warmed by the sun. So I was like, nice free heater. Um, and I, I'm telling myself. Cleansed and charged. Yes. And I, I was telling, I'm, and I told myself, now Shireen, take this seriously, you know, like as, uh, and I was like, we're going to do exactly what he says. We're going to be very uh, sincere about it. And I was, he told me to think, uh, we're going to think thoughts about positivity and love. And I was like, got it. He told me to close my eyes and take really deep breaths, right? So it's a very mm-hmm. relaxing experience. Uh, I don't see what he's doing because I'm closing his eyes, but I'm assuming um, he's coaxing noises out of this bowl that's in front of me, a little bit like a sound bath, if anybody has been to one. And the sounds are- so similar to the kind of thing that you can do with a wine glass? But a lot like more resonant in that my chest is like buzzing with the sound, kind of. Nice, nice. I didn't hear anything outside, FYI. Amazing, but it was super loud yeah. to me. I will tell you guys, I'm pretty close to this bowl and I really feel the sounds like, but just like, sh- like going through my body, right? And I do what he asks and I think about positivity and love and... After that, he takes the crystal from me. I open my eyes. He tells me that, you know, he's like, you know, sit down for a little bit. Like, maybe you'll be a little shaky. And it's true. I actually was a little shaky. So I was like, nice, cool. Um, Eventually, I get up and he gives me two crystals. I know that he gave you one as well. He gave me two crystals. He gave me citrine and he gave me rose quartz. And he... So I think before that, even a couple of other things he saw for me was that creativity is like a huge outlet for me and he thinks I should like really double down. Uh, And he saw me surrounded by books and literature and I was like, cool. Um, (laughs) I actually, I forgot to mention that one as well. My creative energy was not books and literature. My creative energy was in spreading and educating on empathy and growth. Interesting. And then he literally, like, literally looked at, I, I don't know why I didn't write this down. You just reminded me. And then he looked at me and he's like, that could be the podcast. Oh, my and I was God. Like, it's true. And I was like, it's the fucking podcast. It's, it's true. Podcast. Um, he also said that he knows that I have trouble with how I'm perceived. And I was like, oh, boy. That's a deep one. But that's a real one, right? I think I've come. A we, very real one. You and I have discussed this at length as well. Um, but says that people will change their assumptions about me soon. I was like, love that for myself. So love when he that for you, yeah, um, he did talk to me about meditation as well. This was before he gave me the free chakra um, balancing, but he was telling me like how I could try to balance my chakras before he suddenly was like, no, I'm gonna do it for you. But before that, we talked about it, and I was like, oh my god, you gotta do it, Shireen. And I said, okay, like, what if I don't want to meditate and I want to go to therapy instead? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what exactly I was expecting to hear, but he was just like, no, you like fully should continue to go to therapy. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I was like, okay, king of supporting mental health services, right? Um, Of course, but that's the thing, Shushu. That's something that's so often forgotten. People who are like practicing witchcraft, people who are practicing occult beliefs, 
they're for the most part actually very educated, well put together people who would never deny the importance of legitimate medical and professional intervention and issues of mental health. This is not a substitute for treatment. Mm -hmm. This is growth and enhancement. Yes. And so it was important to me that he agreed with that and told me that I should keep going. And I was like, cool, I love that for myself as well. Um, I also, when I was sitting outside waiting for a nude, he told me, or not, he didn't tell me, but I saw on his door that it said that there was a 99.8% success rate. And so I also was like, how do you come up with that number? It's so specific. And again, I don't know what I was expecting to hear. But he's just like client surveys. And I was like, God fucking damn it, Shireen. You're one brain cell. Did you think that he's like, oh, I just look in the orb every night and update it accordingly? Well, basically. But he was just like (laughs) surveys. And I was like, I know math. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Valentino. I'm such a douche. Like, It was important for me to ask those questions, but he was never condescending when he answered them. And that was really important for my experience uh, in this like magical den of of, like white and pastels Um, because he was never mean to me. And I did ask maybe some questions that I don't know how often he gets them. But um, yeah, overall for me, it was a very positive experience. Uh, as we were walking out, I, I um, profusely apologized. I'm like, I'm so sorry we didn't tell you on the phone about the podcast. I know it threw you for a <laughs> loop because I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, he was okay with it, though. Uh, and Nude and I come out and we are very uh, impacted. So- we're very impacted by this, uh, by all of this. Um, I th- that we miss the way back to the car and end up adding a half hour of walking in a Toronto winter because we were distracted talking and didn't go in the right direction to go to the car. It'd be like that. Anyway, shout out to Valentino for making my first tarot experience like the bomb. Um, mm-hmm. Fingers crossed that... And I guess I, I and he told me like the, the success rate comes from client surveys and he's like, you know, a lot of people come back to me and stuff. And I was like, well, I hope all of this is true. And I guess I probably shouldn't have said that because he's telling me it is true. But, you know, me, I'm like, I want to live in a world where this stuff is true. But um, there was no animosity between the two of us because I'm a skeptic, but I'm not like a douchey skeptic. He's not a scammer. He um, this is what he does for a living. He's a very, very pleasant person to be around and interact with, answers all of your questions. Like, what else do I want, right? Even as a skeptic, what do I want? A um, couple more things that bear mentioning. His tarot deck was absolutely beautiful, and it led me down a rabbit hole of exploring the options for tarot decks because I intend to purchase myself a deck or several right? And the number of options is overwhelming. It's not just that one like traditional deck, the name of which I forget, but I will leave links in the description down below of like what I've been reading up on. But pretty much the way that a deck is chosen is the practitioner kind of goes through a store ideally and then feels a connection to a specific deck and then purchases that deck. Otherwise, different decks are there for different specific reasons. And then there's like two classes in each deck, 
where there's like a certain number of a higher class. I think it's called arcana and then like a certain number of a lower class. And then the higher class has a series of meanings and the lower class has a series of meanings. And then in each deck, higher and lower classes would be different images or different symbols. But at the end of the day, they still signify an aspect of life or an aspect of the world, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking of recording a mini episode when I finally decide to buy a tarot deck. I feel like, I don't know if I feel like I'm dilly-dallying or if I'm waiting for like the right deck because it just doesn't feel like time yet. I'm drawn to like the foresty, hmm. druidy, dark green, kind of natural, earthy tarot decks right now at this point in my life. Yeah. But I suspect that that may be because my current instability is financial and the earth is, you know, rooted and stable. Yeah. Oh, I have I have one more thing to say about Valentino. Like he gave Nude a crystal and she couldn't remember what it was. And she like cold called him and he was so nervous about it. He was so sweet. He picked up and he's like, hello. And I'm like, hi, this is Nora. I don't know if you remember me. I use the name Nora out in the world. You all know this. Uh, But I'm like, "Um, hi, I'm Nora. And he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Like, it was so good to meet you and your friend. Oh, please, like, mention my name on the podcast. I don't mind at all. You guys were cool. And I was like, okay, I was just calling about the crystal. But this is blessed because now we can send people to Valentino. Like, yeah. if you want a tarot reading anyway, go to Valentino. He's amazing. Yeah, we really, really enjoyed our time with him. Anyway, so we leave. Nude and I are shook. We go straight to uh, Nude's parents' house. Mm-hmm. And we get hit with a whole other kind of fortune telling because the hustle doesn't stop here at Don't Tell Baba headquarters. Um, it doesn't. So when your mom held my crystals, she actually like looked at them for a really long time. I don't know if you remember, but she was just like I do peering at them. And she told me I was going to have like a beautiful life. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your mom also like I like walk in and I swear it's like only 20 minutes before she's like, You're gonna get married soon. And I was like, What? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Honestly, at this point, the number of times my mom has said, you're going to get married soon, and then people get married within a number of months. Like, I don't know if my mom is causing it to happen or, like, <laughs> I like seeing it happen, but there is a correlation. Well, I'm certainly not going to get married in a number of months, but she did say soon. Um, yeah, we um, have... But she says this to me multiple times. I don't know what soon means, and you can ask her, but she says soon. Um, at one point, she mentioned something happening at like in six months. She yes. Also- so, okay. Um, n- we have Turkish coffee made. Uh, your dad and brother are expelled from the living room. <laughs> uh, My brother tried to hang around. Yeah, but your mom was like, leave. Because <laughs> she like yeah. yes, she needed she to have her like space. Um, I am not a coffee drinker. Not only do I not like the taste, but it actually like makes my heart rate go up really high, and there's no change in my energy levels. So then I have one foot in the grave and one foot out of the grave. And so I told your mom this, and she said it's okay. I just need to take a couple of sips, but I need to like really breathe into it and like infuse it with my essence. I took three sips. 
God bless me. Shout out to me and my taste buds for putting up with it. Um, and then we, after the coffee, we let them dry, the cups dry upside down for a while. And your I mom- actually want to mention, yeah. I actually want to mention a funny thing because you took the three sips and you were like, ugh, okay, now I'm done. And you like pass it over to my mom and she kind of looks at it and she's like, no, like breathe in it. Yeah. yeah. Because she- <laughs> She made me take one more sip and I was like, oh, why? But I did it anyway. Um, yeah. And then so we, the cup's dry and she reads my cup first. Um, and he, OK, I don't know, Nude, if you like notices, but your mom immediately pointed out, said that she saw the number five. Girl, I have notes. I am sitting here with my notes literally in mm-hmm. front of me to see exactly what she said to you in order. Yeah. So. When she said the number five, I was, I remembered how Valentino talked about the project I started five months ago. And I remember Mm -hmm. that he also told me that May would be good. He wasn't sure, but he thinks it's like, um, he's like, you know, maybe like a promotion or something good with your project. So like he was kind of seeing May and that's the fifth month. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. Nice, nice. Um, your mom did start out actually on a sad note. She So the thing is about these readings is that they can also show stuff that's happening currently and in the past, correct? Yes. So here's the thing about the, the reading, the way my mom explains it. It is you in that moment. So it is your energy in that moment. It could be like pain that you are carrying from the past, and it could be something that is in the future. There is no specific question to be asked. It is just whatever you put into the cup when you consume the coffee or put your energy into that coffee. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of flip it over so that all of those, for those of you who don't know what Turkish coffee is, it's, uh, we make it in like a little tin or aluminum pot, right, Shushu? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you, you boil it over fire, but the grounds are in the coffee. So they're not separated like in an espresso or in a drip coffee. They're mm-hmm. actually in the coffee and they fall to the bottom and the coffee rises. So each person gets a little bit of that stuff from the bottom in the bottom of their cup. And that's actually the correct way to drink it. You're supposed to have a little bit of that at the bottom. Yeah, you basically and then once have, the coffee- you have a layer of tar at the bottom. Precisely. So once the coffee is done, you flip the cup over and then it dries upside down in patterns and you're supposed to be able to divinate meaning from Mm -hmm. those symbols and patterns that are then visible. Mm -hmm. So your mom did see a woman in bed and was quite sad about it, but told me she would be okay. Uh, And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, my mother just had surgery and is in recovery. So, okay. Um, And then she... So she saw the number five, and I was like, here we go. What kind of Valentino energy is this, <laughs> right? Right. So I was actually going to tell you my theory of that. I think that the number five, when Valentino said it, impacted you so much that mm. it was the largest looming thing in your mind, and it showed itself in that cup. Yeah. So um, and then your mom, other than the number of – okay, your mom said that there's – my life is going to be good. She saw a lot of Bayalth, right? Which is like white spaces in the cup. Mm-hmm. She showed it to me. And she was very upset because she was like, then why are you so sad? And I was like, oh, yeah, like nudist mom sees me as a very like calm, level-headed presence in your life. But it's because yeah. I, I've always been – and like nude gave – nude also said this word – I have been melancholic my entire life. 
I am just the kind of person who is vaguely melancholic all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's okay. I've made my peace with it. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't have to be melancholic my entire life. I think I'm a lot better, but I have always been a little melancholic. And um, and so I wasn't really surprised to hear that, that they're like that I am sad for like, and she's just like, it's like this big, like, monster sitting in your chest I was like now that that's the anxiety see but my mom was surprised to see it because I'm very good at hiding it right and I don't talk obviously about you in those kinds of intimate ways how mm-hmm. shushu shushu's good working on projects doing well doing the baba pod all yeah the- so like my mom, I know when she looked in that cup and she saw all of those white spaces, the white spaces were above you. So you are surrounded by goodness. You are surrounded by greatness and overarchingly your life is wonderful. But in the areas where she saw you specifically, it was always surrounded by like tar, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, those are my personal struggles. Um, and kind of in the way that Valentino told me that my anxiety is unfounded, Kind of. Um, mm-hmm. Your mom was seeing that anxiety, I think, in the cup if I were to look at anything because the sadness was unnecessary but inside of me. Yes. Uh, and yes, that is something that I struggle with. So I was like, damn, this cup is like exposing me to like an auntie mm-hmm. out here. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So she saw a bear. And actually, when she said, I see a bear, I immediately was like, am I going to get, like, eaten? (laughs) I was like, that's how I'm going to go. Like, a bear is going to eat me. And she sees a bear, um, like, nuzzling into my stomach. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get mauled. I'm out here, like, again, one functioning brain cell. I don't know anything about this, right? Um. So, but she tells me the bear is a man. And then my second thought is, oh no, it's a bad man. Cause like, it's a freaking bear, right? Bears are good. Bears are always good. In every spirituality, bears are good. Bears are pillars of strength. Bears are pillars of community. Bears are pillars of, of, of masculinity in the purest, most beautiful, non-toxic form. I've never, ever had a bad association with bears. Again, probably because I grew up in a psychic household. I mean, nude, I like don't know these things, right? I'm like, I'm going to get mauled in the wood is what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's not what your mom says. Your mom says that this bear is a big man, a strong man. She says that like five or six times and we're like, damn, right? Um, and Girl, if you want, I literally wrote down what my mom said word for word. Okay, so well, tell us about this bear then. Okay, so there is a house in the near future, six months, not a big house, married soon, married to a bear, a big strong man. I'm literally writing as my mom is talking and my mother literally speaks in these fragmented sentences when she's doing reading. Yes, yes, they were very fragmented. But here's what's worth mentioning is that my mom doesn't speak in a fragmented fashion when speaking casually. She's actually a very well-spoken woman. She's very well put together. Yeah. But when she does these readings, she like goes into this place of like, she's just grasping images as they come and she's trying to express them to the best of her abilities. So when, when I'm reading it and I'm reading it in like a flat tone, you're not getting the full thing. My mom is more like, 
okay, uh, six months. It's there's a house. It's not a big. It's not a big house. Six months. Married soon. Married to a bear. I see a bear. A big strong man. Shireen is sitting and dreaming of having a house. It will happen. You have this bear who's coming to nuzzle. He's nuzzling Shushu in her tummy. He's coming to Shireen. Shireen doesn't go to him. Someone comes from behind and tries to pull, but Shireen refuses. She goes ahead with the bear, and it's a good move. It's the right move to make. It was mm-hmm. right to refuse. The Okay, the bear comes with the house. The person pulling is a good, loving, well-intentioned person, but Shireen refuses, and the refusal was the right move. This was mentioned again. And then Andik Rizqa coming from a big bird soon, maybe March 5th. Could you explain the five? Oh, boy. The five again. Then there's, then there's a gathering in a tent. It looks like camping. There are many people around. And my mom insists that there's a gathering in a tent and it looks like camping, but she's not getting a strong read on this one. Yeah, she couldn't, like, tell if it was camping, but she said it was a big tent. It's a gathering. Like, it's positive. Nude turns to me and she's like, how do you feel about, like, tent weddings? And I said, I guess they're fine. Like. <laughs> Also, but I will say when your mom said March 5th, Nude had given me March 6th as a date Mm -hmm. before. And I was like, what's happening? This freaking psychic house. God damn it. Just let me live in peace and fear. (laughs) I got Valentino. I got Nude. I got your mom. I'm like, it's happening from all angles. Um, Dude, like it must have been pretty overwhelming because I got to tell you, I was exhausted after both readings i was emotionally tapped out for sure but yeah and and i remember when she said the bear comes with the house i was like nice but then she actually made a point of saying it's your house so i have some ownership in this and then i was like double nice queen of independence yes a hundred percent um there's two eyes, but don't worry about them. They're not affecting you. Now, I quickly want to I want to quickly explain eyes or Shushu, do you want to like giving Ayn? Yeah. So so Ayn actually is just like that's the Arabic word for eye. And um, the way Ayn works is that people are who are intensely jealous of you can kind of like it's like kind of a minor hex if you would like. For example, one day I'm wearing a very beautiful dress. Someone says, I love your dress so much. And then when I get home, I notice that the sleeve has a little tear in it. You would chalk that up to Ayn and that this person was so deeply jealous that they unintentionally put a very small inconvenient hex on you and it manifested via the tear, right? And now it is is important to say that this Ayn, it does, it never... My mom always says this f- phrase, uh, which means the eye of a loved one is the one that hexes. So like it doesn't come from a place of jealousy or ill intent. It actually comes from a place of envy. Envy is like the feeling that hexes. Yeah. And and so I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen the glass blue eye um, and that is supposed to kind of ward off. Uh, and my mom told me that um, it's because pe- it's so eye-catching that people get distracted by it in the process of giving you Ayn that they're like, oh, nice. And then it kind of cuts off. So it's a, it's yeah. a talisman uh, that protects us from yeah. Ayn. 
And and it's actually a talisman that we use very frequently amongst ourselves in Muslim communities. Absolutely. So um, definitely we have like so many up in my home. It's, it's very like traditional imagery. And your mom tells me I have two Ain instances, but I'm unaffected by them. Yeah, don't worry about them. They're not affecting you. Nothing is affecting you. Everything is good. So there is a lot of bad stuff happening in your cup. There are three distinct issues that are pointed out. The first is the woman lying in the bed. The second is the woman crying. And the third... Yes, the woman crying actually was not me, but it's a woman with long brown hair coming to me the way a child would to their mother and telling and like wanting my protection and support. Yes, correct. Yeah. And my mom brought this person up quite a bit. They featured quite heavily in your cup. So this is someone that either you are thinking about or someone who will feature heavily soon in your life. Mm -hmm. You are are very, very, very saddened by these three instances, the illness, the crying, and a pair who are engaged in fisticuffs. Those are not the words my mother used. My mother says, oh my God, there's another problem. You you see two people, they're fighting, they're fighting with their hands. And then my mom like kind of started slapping around one hand to show what fighting with hands was. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you witness two people fighting fisticuffs. These people are close to you and it's very, very sad. You become very, very, very deeply saddened by this and by the other issues. It's like you feel the pain and stress of what is occurring around you. But you are not weak. Don't say that about yourself. You are very strong. My mother said this very forcefully to you. Mm Mm-hmm about something, but I didn't take notes on why she said that. Do you remember? No, I do know, though, that for the bad instances, your mom did say they do eventually get better, that Mm -hmm. I am able to support and protect the woman who comes to me, um, that the person in bed will get better. And, And the thing is, like, I guess I'm not surprised that I'm deeply affected by all of those things because... I this is the the curse of being empathetic, right? I am very easily emotionally affected by things. So you'll notice that none of these things involve me directly, but I'm carrying the emotional fallout of other people in me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's very true to character. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, without naming names, did you feel like the people mentioned in the narrative that my mother told do you think those people could be people in your life i think so we talked about this we were able to put together um like a couple of names if we tried i don't really know who the people fighting are but like no and my mom didn't uh I don't think my mom was able to see them clearly enough yeah. or get a read on them because the other two people my mom saw like I got a read off of her read, knowing the people you know. Yeah, so, yeah. All I really cared about is that these things get resolved. Uh, My cop suggested that they do and that I'm a driving force in the resolution of a lot of them, Um, which also makes sense. I'm a problem solver, like, through and through. You are, Um, true. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, was there anything else nude? I mean, like other, like before me uh, pressing my thumbprint into the bottom of the cup. 
Before pressing your thumbprint into the bottom of your cup, there are a couple of lines I didn't read. Um, mostly about the woman who's deeply upset. My mother spoke about her quite a bit. Um, it seemed like a large concern. Um, there's a lot of whiteness and peace. There is great fear. So basically, the peace was an overarching theme in your life with several very dark roadblocks, either passing or current or approaching. Yeah. Um, the house, six months, you're dreaming of having a house. It will happen. It will be yours, but it will come with your bear who nuzzles into your stomach. Mm -hmm. um, and nuzzling into the stomach actually makes sense to me with Valentino's reading of um, marriage, children, and peacefulness mm -hmm. because somebody coming to nuzzle by your stomach is intent to, uh, for lack of a better word, procreate. And that yeah. would be like a serious close relationship rather than somebody like coming at you from behind, which yeah. would be frightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or someone coming at you towards your face, which could be aggressive. Or someone coming at you uh, towards your legs, which could imply a sexual relationship. It was towards the stomach, which, I mean, need I say more? I feel like that's clear. No, I think it's clear enough. So um, I then and I then pushed my thumb into the bottom of the cup and um, your mom couldn't really like make out what it was, but it was like a cute little teddy bear in a birthday outfit. <laughs> she was laughing. My mom just immediately. So Shushu pressed into it and my mom took it back and she's like, this is a thumbprint. And then Shushu was like, I'm weak. And my mom was like, you are not weak. Never say that about yourself. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did it again. And then you pressed. You did it again, and then my mom took it back, and she immediately started laughing. I literally wrote, fingerprint read, mom laughs. Um, it's a teddy bear. It has a hat. It looks like <laughs> a birthday. And literally, the way she was like, it has a hat. Yeah. Like, she looked so thrilled, like, as she's examining it. Like, what a serendipitous occurrence, a hat. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a birthday. It's a good, nice thing. The symbol is good and sweet, but unidentifiable. And that's it. Well, Shireen and her multiple bears. I got me a big strong bear. I got me a birthday bear. Just collecting bears out here in the wild. When your mom was giving me this reading, I was actually a little anxious. Um, and I did have mm -hmm. anxiety throughout it because I don't like anticipating bad things in my life. Um, and this is the unfortunate side uh, this kind of comes with having your fortune told. You know, you may not yeah. hear things that you like. I am a melancholic person, though. So while I was told by both people that my sadness is unfounded, it's still there. Uh, I'm sure my, it's apparent in my energy. So. And it's funny that it was identified like very specifically as sadness, because remember, I'm bipolar and I've been depressed for the past two years and um, like it's been intense. But depression isn't sadness. And that's for our mental health episode. That's a very different topic. Yeah. No, it's but not nobody... depression. It's just vague sadness. Right. Exactly. And nobody said that I was sad. Like nobody identified my energy as sad. And then the way that. My mom and uh, Valentino identified my energy also was similar. So they both said you were sad and they both said that I was like in a fucking dark place. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Like I am not clinically depressed. It's true. I just lean toward melancholic. And this is just because I 
get sad with the state of the world very often. Um, just like my my like moral compass is very strong and steady. And it so is. that means like deviations or I get disappointed when people aren't as good. Right. And I remember one of my friends once told me just because you're the embodiment of Christ, it doesn't mean everybody else is. <laughs> um, and, and it's, it's it, I mean, it's true. A lot of people have told me that I'm like extraordinarily good. It's true. Uh, and, and so it makes sense that I just have this like sort of vague sadness because the desperation is there. Uh, and I so very badly want everybody and everything to be good which means i kind of live in a constant state of disappointment you know and like, meanwhile meanwhile i would argue i would argue that despite my mental illness i am when stable a naturally joyful person nude is very joyful although nude like don't play me you have a little melancholy in you i know you do I mean, honestly, wasting 18 years of my life to an illness that it turns out was controllable by a single drug. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking sad about that. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I took notes for Nude, but I also took them on her phone. So, uh, <laughs> Nude, why don't you tell us about your coffee reading? Okay. So I'm going to read Shushu's notes, and I'm just going to read them in one fell swoop, okay. and then we'll do an overarching analysis at the end. How does that sound? Yep. Okay. Nur's cup. Sad, 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 sad. Your heart is closed, but it's going. You're going to have excellent news. Huge nudes. Y nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. Everybody listen you to the last going episode. <laughs> You are going to have excellent news, huge news. You are climbing up. You will go into a balloon and you'll fly up and go on up to great heights, not across the Atlantic, but still very high. Someone is behind you, pushing you up to go into the balloon. Two people are pushing you, a woman and a man. The man specifically is pushing, but the woman is also there encouraging. There are good days, beautiful days. There are lots of side roads. Someone is sitting and watching you. They're a bad person. A person who wants to attack you, but too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wrote that in all caps. Yep. I was like, fuck this person. Um, <laughs> you have someone super upset around you. Someone sitting alone. Two people sitting together. Both are upset. Things are okay for you. Things are fine for you. There are sad things around, but not much you have to deal with. You have the number 34, but your mom doesn't know what that means. But my mom doesn't know what that means. Yep. There is some confusion in your cup. There are so many branches of thoughts. It's hard to focus on what they represent. Your mom can see a panther and a rabbit, but your mom doesn't know why she's seeing them. They are beside each other. You feel like you're at the bottom. Yes, I hit rock bottom, and that's why I got medicated. Um, you feel like you're at the bottom, but you have a small hill that you'll climb. You'll stand on the hill, and you'll see people, but my mom didn't know who they were. Different people. On the hill, there are words. One is khutbeh. It means engagement. So the words were in Arabic and the word khutbeh was very clear. She could read the word engagement, bright as day. I will be attending an engagement. 
there's an engagement. It's fucking clear. It's close. It's like very specific. It's there. I mean, Nuda, you instantly turned to me and you said yours. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm out of this. I'm taking notes. I'm making predictions. <laughs> My mom like fully like just nodded her consent when I said that. I know. And then continued talking. Um, the other Arabic letters aren't clear. You go to someone's... Enga- Here's the thing. My mom started off with there's other letters, but they aren't clear. By the end of the reading, they do show up and it like ties back into Valentino. Yeah, which... yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> oh boy. Right? Um, the other Arabic letters aren't clear. I'm going to someone's engagement, which is nice, even though they're upset. The engagement would be on the first of a month. You wrote the first of a month, but my mom said it would coincide with a new moon. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the first of like an Islamic month. Yes. So even though they're engaged, they're upset, not necessarily at each other. You're with them. Yeah. You were there as like a supportive presence. Yes. And I was um, like, and I'm, were... I'm sitting here like, damn, my engagement party sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It was the caterer, and I gave them a fucking talking to, and it's all okay. Okay, beautiful. Um, I look like I'm going to the Middle East. My mom sees a camel, and then instantly, Shireen and I look at each other, and we're like, uh, don't tell Baba. Yes. And my mom is like, oh, my God, yes. Like, immediately, she's like, yes, 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 that is exactly what I'm looking at. That's what I see. That's what it is. Um, so she sees a camel. It might be Don't Tell Baba. We all got good vibes off of that. Um, but there is a new country in your cup. You are going to a new country. Something will take you somewhere. There is a path to the engagement, and then there's a different path to the new country, and the new country is on the back of a camel, and it's good. Now, my mother insists that it's a different country or travel, but the way I read it, the way she was explaining it, and the way my life is going, it sounded like this podcast is going to go to uncharted territory. So while it may look like a new country that could just be symbolic and my mom could be interpreting the symbol as a legit country, but I interpreted it when she showed it to me as an opportunity, not a location. Mm -hmm. So that's where like psychic readings are a little bit different. We're good at spotting the symbols, but we don't necessarily agree on what those symbols mean. Um, okay, so there is, okay, then she found the word because my mom, like she kept turning this cup back to this word. She was like stressed. She wanted to read it, right? Mm -hmm. And the word is Bismillah, which means my heart is a believer and I am protected. Mm -hmm. Then my mom said, God protects you from all. And I was like, okay, but like, th like I'm guarded. She's like, yes, yes, you are guarded. Like, it is very, very, very clear. There is guardianship. You are guarded. And then Shushu fucking looks at me like, is this your grandma again? And I was like, what's happening? Um, uh, okay, so then I squished my fingerprint into the thing. And at the bottom of the cup is a key, a new life, new things. There is a triangle and there is a key. And, oh, look, there is a cradle. I'm going to have a daughter. Also, there's Shireen's castle in the distance. All right, ladies, get yourselves to the airport. It was lovely reading your coffee cups. Yeah, sorry, my fucking castle <laughs> in the distance? Um, I have a question for you, Nude. Go for it. Do you think that overall, both of our coffee cup readings, would you say that they were overall 
positive predictions for us? Yeah, totally. Yeah, even though mine had a lot of sadness, uh, shout out to anxiety. <laughs> yeah, anxiety is a bitch. Yeah, um, yeah I, I feel like a lot of that sadness was anxiety, but I also feel like you've been sad about certain things that are coming to fruition soon and in due time. Oh, you mean the things that Valentino told me were unfounded anxiety about? Yes. So, yeah. So the project and then other anxieties that you are holding. Yeah. Like basically you are currently carrying a number of anxieties that have a deadline. Mm, true, true, true. Right. So that's what that whiteness is. You just need to like m mosh through the muck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also thought yours was was pretty good. You are very unfortunately enveloped by sadness, but it's fun for both of us. It's so unfounded. Right? Mine is a chemical imbalance. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, mine is just like a gen <laughs> mine is anxiety, right? Like um, Yes, for the most part it is. Yeah. Um so, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot to unpack. I feel like okay, let's let's try using the things that we learned about ourselves from the three psychics. Shireen, are you satisfied that you received an answer to the question you asked at the outset? Sure. Do you feel like the answer was consistent across the board? For the most part, yeah. Like, you and your mom and Valentino, I don't know if you agree with this, but, like, you guys told me things that were very similar. And I agree. When your mom was talking about the bear, this big, strong man who's going to come in my life, mm -hmm. uh, you turned to me and you said, Mercury. Then you were like, no, Aries. And I was like, what the fuck is happening in her mind? Like, I was so shook. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, Flame Lamp had Flame mentioned Lamp. that Mercury, yeah, yeah. that that like, and yeah. the timeline was similar too. You know, because so Newt actually like believes that this is what happened is that Flame Lamp told me that my signifier was frozen and that it would be, um, I guess, unfrozen at the end of February. And Newt is like, "You just got your chakras balanced." <clears throat> I mean, I'm just saying. She's just saying. Um, Call it a coincidence if you'd like to, but wouldn't it be so much nicer to find these connections, have some faith in them, feel a little better, feel your energy opening up, feel yourself accepting the world more readily, and then just taking the blessings that come from that unity with the universe? Of course, Nude. Unfortunately, I am an overthinker through and through. So am I, Shireen. Yeah, I know, but I'm like a really bad kind of overthinker because it comes Oh, am I, Shireen? Nude. I do not believe in myself. Do you know how difficult it is to believe in something like a grander plan from the universe? I know you believe in yourself because your ego is massive and that is how we're different. But my self-esteem is so low. But still, your massive ego <laughs> gives you a huge edge over me. It, it really does give me an edge. Thanks, ego. Yes, exactly. So... While it would be easier and more pleasant and frankly more magical, um, it is difficult for me. I honestly like felt unsettled by some of the things I heard. Um, 
don't know what my final call on belief is. I guess we'll just have to see how much of it comes true. This is a real experiment now. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I'm walking into this already a believer, and I don't have a final call to make either. Because for me, so for for this series, because it is going to be a series, there's going to be a lot more parts of this. There are a lot more occult experiences uh, to peruse and to attempt to practice. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about in mini episodes as well. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this needs to be an ongoing examination of many different spiritual beliefs. Here's my hypothesis, and here's where I would like to land for myself personally and ideally for us as a podcast. Okay. But of course, not necessarily, because disagreeing is part of life. Okay. <laughs> Ideally, I want it to get to a place where we know which practices work best for us spiritually. So for me, I want to know if maybe I need to go back to Turkish coffee cups and just embrace my roots and just be like, okay, this is what I have been handed down in life. But but maybe I should continue to explore and find which energies work for me. I just want to see what increases my vibrations the most. Okay. And I I want to see I want to see which kinds of symbols I feel like I can most readily relate to and understand. Mhm. Mm and I want to see how similar all of these practices are to one another and when I can do like personal practice, I want to see how meditation versus maybe a tarot reading versus maybe buying an orb and trying to see what I can see in that like what effects I can get and what I'm experimenting and exploring. I want to know everything and I want to feel everything and I want to touch everything firsthand and I want to talk to all the experts and read every article and just I want all of this. I want to immerse myself in it. I want to bathe in it. I want to live in it. Well, yeah. Damn, we have a lot of investigation ahead of us. Uh, the only thing you have to promise is that we will do it together uh, no matter how long it takes because of my nervous, melancholic energy. <laughs> we will always do it together, especially when we see each other again in July. July? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Ooh, we should do something. Ooh, we should drag Sada. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Guest yes. Episode. Yes. Sada was mentioned by name so many times at the conference because episode five, Balik, featuring Sada, was one of our most popular episodes. So we need to bring her back. Like, we need her back. Then let's have her on Astrology in the Occult Part 3. Whoop, whoop. What do you think we should do next? Actually, I would love to hear suggestions from our audience on what kind of occult or divinative practice you think we should participate in and investigate next um please nothing that has anything to do with like physical health and wellness um yes because first of all we are not physically ill and when we are physically ill the first thing that we are going to do is go to the doctor to correct the physical illness using Western medication, which has proven to be the most effective because we live the longest. That is how you know that shit works, yep. is just how long does the population live? 
And back when we were using crystals, it was like 30 years. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) that's not, again, that is not to diss crystals. I have been sleeping with my citrine crystal from Val every goddamn night. Nice. Uh, I put mine in yeah. my I put mine in my pouch like you told me to. Beautiful. I love that. Um yeah, so that was our experience with with the you know, the subset of the occult. It was very interesting, kind of creepy. Uh every time I hear stuff like this, immediately I'm like, mm, don't like that. <laughs> because it hits too close? Yeah, because it's scary to me. I'm like, ooh, don't like that. Don't like that you know that. Don't like that you could read that. Like, I'm with your mom for all of like five minutes before she puts her hands on my shoulders and looks very deep into my eyes and says, You're going to get married soon. I'm like, hello. Yeah, I grew up with that woman. I know, but I'm just like, okay, first of all, (laughs) sorry. Um, But like, it's not like she's saying a negative thing to me, but I'm like, I don't (laughs) love anyone. Um, Yeah, Shushu, just just allow the universe to bestow upon you blessings and believe that you are worthy of them and continue to do. Here's the thing, Shireen. We yell at people because they sit there and manifest and do fucking nothing. Yeah. Right? You don't manifest and do everything. Okay. I manifest and do some shit. Okay. And I have a house. Oh, okay. Can I just say that there is a lot of stuff that I couldn't have achieved through just working for it. There is a lot of stuff I wouldn't have now if I had just been working for it without just believing that, not that they were owed to me because that's entitled as fuck, but that I was worthy of receiving them. Oh, sure. This is a therapy thing, dude. This is not even an occult thing. But it's also an occult thing. I know, but my therapist does believe in like, um, me like allowing myself positive thoughts, allowing myself daydreaming, allowing myself all of that stuff. So, and whether you do that therapeutically or in a journal or through magical practice or through prayer, I guarantee you that the same look that I get in my eye when I'm talking about the ways that I interact with the occult is the same look that my mother gets in her eyes when she talks about praying. It's the same look that my husband's mother gets in her eyes when she talks about having gone to church. It's the same. Yeah. It is the, we are connecting to that same place. The long and short of it is you're all invited to my tent wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Coming soon. That to a, surprised me. That took me by surprise. Coming soon to a to a forest setting near you. <gasps> Ooh, druid. Oh my god. You'll be a beautiful forest druid, and your bear will come. Yeah, like and there bear, will be a tent. Weird forest imagery, huh? It's not weird though. Forest imagery is your entire vibe. I guess your mom speaks with such certainty, though, that it kind of scared me. 
My mother has predicted God knows how many births, which, by the way, no, I'm not going into the three children or the baby in the carriage. I do not want children is my current stance. And if we are going to have a conversation about it, it's a three hour long conversation and none of you will listen. So no. Okay, and that's totally fine. I'm just saying your mom speaks with incredibly incredible certainty. And as I was on the plane, literally one hour later, I was like, oh my God. Guys, since we're wrapping up, I just want to tell you a cute plane story that is completely irrelevant to my cult. <laughs> is that I was sitting next to a person and I was reading a romance novel. Um, and uh, because I was really trying to detox from having my entire life laid out to me and fucking like having the hair pulled out of my head by multiple people. Uh, because like, mm-hmm. I want you guys all to understand that it wasn't just Valentino and Nude's mom. It's Valentino, Nude's mom, and Nude. So... <laughs> <laughs> and flame lamp and flame lamp i got a quadruple threat here i have more than nudes like on my ass so um so i'm reading a romance novel the light was very weak i was flying to philadelphia first by the way shittiest airport i've ever been to just so you all know it took me 45 minutes to walk across it the heater was on i was sweating oh god um, oh my god but anyway so i was like really struggling to read but i was like i need to recenter myself and bring myself back up to like normal shireen levels which is Yep. calm and vaguely melancholic as your mother now knows <laughs> and it, and i i didn't want to turn on the reading light because i don't want to disturb anybody because a lot of people were napping uh and i'm conscious of that and the person next to me just reached over and turned on my reading light and went back to their nap and i was like oh so let me leave you all with that little um little story about how sweet human beings can be sometimes and for a moment there my melancholy was gone because there are people who are good in this world and care about my failing eyesight. I was like, damn, did the glasses tip you off? Anyway, take us out. <laughs> um, Shireen dropped a fry on a guy and we never knew how that ended. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I dropped a French fry on a sleeping man and couldn't retrieve it. It was bad. Please take us out. Okay. This has been yet another episode of Don't Tell Baba. We hope you enjoyed it and hope you'll stick around for more. Our music is by Ahmad on Fiverr. His username is CH6K0R. Post-production is done by my husband, Mike. Thanks, Ahmad and Mike. Thank you, guys. For more shenanigans, find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Baba Pod. If you want to drop us a line... Call us at 53032-HADAM. That's 53032-42726. See you next week. And remember, don't tell Baba unless he's into it. Then tell him all about astrology and the occult. 100%. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you, Shu. Love you, Nude. Love you all. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.